So we're going through Matthew 24, 25, the last days according to Jesus. And we're up to Matthew 25, verses 1 to 30, 13, sorry. It's uh, the parable of the ten bridesmaids, sometimes called the parable of the um, ten virgins. Not, it's, about, not, it's not about uh, sexual inactivity, but that they were young, unmarried friends of the, of the bride. Um, so that's, that's what we're doing today, Matthew 25, 1 to 13. Uh, but thinking of weddings and thinking of waiting, January 2003, one of my, my cousins was getting married in Wellington, and uh, Charlene Watterson drove a chocolate brown Ford Escort over from the Hutt Valley to Titahi Bay, to... Uh, the cliffs overlooking Mana Island, as arranged, and uh, we'd, we'd had a time apart, a um, bit of a gap of time, but anyway, we decided we'd get together at my cousin's wedding, and she came, she, she'd actually, I think she'd just done a uh, te reo course, and she came up and she said, uh, Pātai mai tau pātai anō, ask me your question again, the question. And uh, I thought about it. I thought, you know, this, this poor girl's running out of options. And... <laughs> so I did. So I did. Uh, just a few weeks later, I left Wellington to go to Bible college. Shah stayed in Wellington. So our first year of engagement, uh, we were apart. And so uh, most holidays, uh, I'd come down to Wellington again, but during the week we'd have um, write letters. I wrote more than she wrote. And um, telephone was really expensive. It cost me $5 a week to buy a card to telephone. I didn't have, I don't think there were cell phones then. But, um, uh, but then, January 8, 1994... We were married, and after it was so great after that year of long way apart, most of the time, to finally be together again. And this is a, one of the pictures that's in the, the Bible a lot, that are of marriage, of the bride and groom being together, uh, so, for instance, uh, Song of Songs, Hosea, uh, Ephesians 5, as was referred to before, uh, John's Gospel, first miracle of Jesus was at a wedding. And so Jesus uses this picture as well of what it's, it's like for God to return to his people again. And so we're going to read that. Uh, Matthew 25, verses 1 to 13. And it's with a twist. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming. And they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, 
here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, give us some of your oil, our lamps are going out. No, they replied, they, there may not be enough for both us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they're on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later, the others also came. Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, truly, I tell you, I don't know you. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. And a tricky thing about this parable is because, you know, first century Jewish culture, everyone knew about weddings. So no one wrote very much about it. And so we have scanty little bit, tidbits of what weddings were like there and then, but not a huge amount compared to some other things. So we know a little bit about weddings at that time. Uh, we know the bride would marry quite young, uh, 12, possibly slightly older, often. Uh, the groom would be older, 18 to 20, often. The wedding would take about a week or more, and feasting and dancing. The bride would eventually be taken from her parents' house to the groom's house, or the groom's parents' house, where the couple would begin their life together. The movement to the groom's house or, or his parents' house would be accompanied by festive procession through the streets. So people would join in uh, in, in going, moving to the groom's house. Quite a communal event. When we lived in West Africa, we saw this, in, uh, particularly in our first town, the weddings um, and the sort of a procession that um, it was on, wedding day. And uh, so they'd drive around slowly the streets and people would join in with whatever vehicle they had, whether it was uh, a car or a truck or a, or a motorbike or a scooter or bikes, and uh, people would join in and lots of noise and lights and everything going on. But you could tell those that were the real wedding guests, they, for weeks prior, there was a particular material that was sold in the shops that was the wedding uniform for the wedding. So those that had that, they were the real guests. They would go in. Um, back to Jesus' story, the procession, including the bridesmaids, the young friends of marriageable age. Um, that, and so, as we said, the emphasis is not on their um, lack of chastity, their, their, uh, that they were virgins, but they were young, and they were friends of the bride. Lamps used in the procession, probably not little house lamps, but sticks with rags of oil uh, draped around the stick because it was outside. Uh, and so you needed to keep that burning. You needed to keep that dipped in oil to keep that burning. Not like, you know, it's not like a torch where you just click it on and off. There was work, activity involved in that. Uh, and on festive nights such as this, the shops would often open late because there are customers, so it would be possible for people to go and buy things late into the night. 
I know that a good sermon has two points, and, but this one has, uh, sorry, has three points, but this has two, sorry. And the two points are that and this, that and this. You can go with that or you can go with this. You can go with this or you can go with that. That or this. What is the that? Well, the, the foolish five, the foolish five bridesmaids, they were not wise. They were foolish. Verse 2. Verse 3, they were not ready. And almost ready is not an option. You're ready or you're not ready. They did not take extra oil with them. They're not ready. You're on time to go through the gate to the wedding or you're not. This or that. Uh, 2007, we were living in Paris because we we're on our way back to Africa. Um, Shah had a medical emergency and we had to stay in Paris and um, have Daniel there. Isaac was three, so he could go to Maternelle. And um, fantastic, it was a really, really good little preschool school. And uh, we took him along to that. It was really uh, strict, um, the schools in France. And uh, Blair's smiling. <clears throat> One of the things that you had to do, there was 20 minutes to get your child into the maternelle, the preschool, between 8 and 8.20. 8 and 8.20, and there's a security guard on the gate, and you had to get in at that time. You had 20 minutes to get your child in there. And at a minute or two after 8.20, he would lock the gate, step back. And if you didn't have your child there, too late. You had that preschooler for the whole morning. <laughs> and he, he would not open the gate again until uh, late morning, about 11.30, I think. And so you see a funny thing about 8.17, 8.18. Uh, parents dragging a kid flying through the air to get to the gate before it shut at 8.20. And uh, uh, sometimes you see that they didn't quite make it and that dejected oh, three hours of. <laughs> um, but you're ready or you're not. You're there or you're not, or la porte est fermée. And um, that was that, this or that. Ready or not ready, wise or not wise. Known or not known. Verse 12, truly, I don't know you, says the groom. That's a, that's a banning formula, that's a push-off. Interesting, in the previous parable, uh, Jesus arrived early, the, the parable of the servant. He turned up and uh, it was a surprise, we weren't quite ready. Here, he comes late. And it's not about the when, hey, we've said this um, about Matthew 24, 25. It's not about the hour or the day, it's about uh, the what. What happens, and now we're into the so what. Because of this, because of the return, how then do we live? Even if he comes early, 
earlier than we expected, even if he comes later than expected. Ready or unready? Uh, in a house down in Wellington, I heard a bang one time. I was inside, and it was a car crash. I ran out, and there was a car crash. A young teenage girl smashed her car. She uh, wasn't particularly hurt. Other people were gathering there too and went over and tried to comfort her. And the uh, um, question was asked, uh, have you got your, did you have your, you got your license? She says, I was going to get it next week. <laughs> well, that's no license then, right? <laughs> next week is not license. That's not license, right? That's not, that's you, this or that. This or that, ready or not ready, known or unknown. Not faith, verses 7 to 9. They didn't have enough oil, so they asked some of from the other five who said uh, no. And so they had this problem and they were trying to solve it by networking, connecting with friends, trying to get a bit of what they had, sharing But there are some things that you can't have. There are some things that you can't have. 1 Kings chapter 3, the story of King Solomon. Two prostitutes came to him and with one baby. One of the mothers had rolled over onto the baby in the night and killed the baby. So they had one baby each that had um, been born within three days of each other. But both mothers were claiming the baby. King Solomon says, get a sword, cut the baby in half. Give half to each mother. The real mother says, no, don't do that. Give her my baby. And King Solomon says, she is the real mother. Because there's some things you can't have. You You can't have a baby. You can't have faith. You got faith or you don't have faith. You can't give me half of your faith. I need my own faith in Jesus. One of my worst mistakes as a teacher, of of my different mistakes, one of the worst was uh, teaching a class of five-year-olds. It wasn't my class. I was doing point two work, which is um, the teacher, often it's a first-year teacher, and they get released for a day of the week. And so I was doing point two with this class of five-year-olds. And the first-year teacher, she was amazing. She was outstanding. Really, really good teacher. And only a first-year teacher. And she had the nailed. She was a really, really good teacher. So I'd go in there once a week. And, mate, five-year-olds are a hard gig. (laughs) (laughs) They really, really are. Um, uh, you know, shoelaces. <laughs> uh, bladders the size of, like... Yeah, right. So you went, if you've been to the toilet, yeah, you went in playtime, and 30 minutes later, you need to go again. Uh, they, they turn narking into an art form. You know, the, ta- the tales they could tell on each other. And anyway, so uh, I struggled, but uh, this lunchtime came this particular day and uh, gave out all the lunches. There was one pie left, two boys, 
two five-year-olds, and they've been looking forward to that meat pie. And one said it was his, and the other one said it was his. It's mine, no, it's mine, it's mine, no, it's mine. So what Carl did, he got the meat pie and broke it in half. He gave half to one five-year-old boy, half to the other five-year-old boy. Why do five-year-old boys go to school? To eat their lunch and play with their friends. And all, it got worse. And so next day, the mum marched down to the, <laughs> marched down to the principal, goes at the principal, principal um, comes in to me and lets rip at me. Because there's some things you can't halve. Right? <laughs> you cannot halve a five-year-old boy's meat pie. And you can't have faith. You can't have faith. You've got your faith. I can't get half of that for me. I need my own faith in Jesus. Have your own faith in Jesus or you don't. The five bridesmaids, not wise, not ready, not faith, not knowing, uh, not active while they wait. Let the lamps go out. Didn't have oil. And not really a true friend. Verse 12. You're a true friend of the bride and groom or not. You're a true friend of the bride and groom or not. Uh, I had a flatmate, and he had another friend, and uh, his friend, he um, we were down in Porirua, and his other friend, he was going up to Auckland a lot. In that time, in the, I think it was early 90s, there was this uh, great group of young of Polynesian um, Christian rugby players in West Auckland, and they had this uh, sort of informal fellowship together called the Shack. And there was uh, Michael Jones, Sir Michael Jones. There was uh, Timo Tangaloa, Irone Clark, and a few others. And they um, gathered a lot of young men and fellowship, prayer, uh, encouraging each other is really good. And so um, my friend's friend, he was going up and he'd come back and talk about ice, you know. So that was Michael Jones's nickname, the Ice Man or Ice. He say ice this and ice that, and we're with ice and ice and. Um, and then Michael Jones was about to get married, uh, 1993, I think, and his wedding list had uh, a thousand invites, and my friend's friend was not invited. <laughs> he was gutted because he was, you know, he'd gone up and spent time with ice, but actually, he wasn't actually a friend, he was more of a fan. And a friend is different from a fan. Like these bridesmaids, they weren't real friends. They were fans, they were excited by the event, but they weren't prepared for the bridegroom. They were fans, not friends. We need to be friends of Jesus, not fans of Jesus. Like Matthew 7. Matthew 7, the people came and said, Lord, Lord. They say, you come to me and say, Lord, Lord. And even some of their actions looked the same. 
some of them almost like Pentecostal actions. They would um, prophesy, do miracles, uh, drive out demons. And Jesus says, you'll do that, you'll call me Lord, Lord, but I'll say, depart from me, I don't know you. You're a fan, you're not a friend. This or that. You can, but you can be ready. You can be this. You can be this. You can be a friend of Jesus. You can be known by him. You can be, uh, have an active faith. You can have an active faith. I read this great saying that this, the delay of Jesus is filled with the mission of the church. Not going off, building bunkers, waiting for, because Jesus is coming back, it's the last days. No, the delay of Jesus is filled with the mission of the church. What is the mission of the church? Five things. Worship, evangelism, edification, means bringing people into maturity. Worship, evangelism, edification, service to the community and koinonia, relationships of mutual obligation, all those one another's in the Bible. Pray for one another, love one another, help one another, forgive one another. Koinonia, worship, evangelism, edification, service, koinonia. The, the, the delay of the return of Jesus is filled with the mission of the church. You can be the, the five bridesmaids that are ready. You can keep watch. And watch is not passive observing. It's like, say, the, the person who washes the clothes and hangs them out on the line and goes off into town and say, keep an eye on the clothes. That's not watch as a storm comes through and drenches the clothes. You know, it's active. Keep watch, be ready, be active. You can be active, you can be prepared, have your oil ready. Spiritual fitness Built spiritual fitness over time. Dedication, through dedication to the word of God. Dedication to the community of faith, the local church. Dedication to dealing with sin as it pops up in our lives. Dedication to worship Jesus. Dedication to being obedient to his leadings and promptings. I want to renew I want to renew our expectation of, of people becoming part of this group, of saying yes, of having their own faith. And, um, and we're going to start saying, uh, some call it the, uh, the sinner's prayer or prayer of commitment, um, just so we, we keep our expectations high and give people that opportunity. You know, people can sit in church for ages and never said yes to Jesus or walked away, and they need to say yes again. So we want to keep giving people that opportunity. Uh, we heard, I heard the story on Tuesday of Grace Church down in Christchurch, and they're seeing some good things happening down there at the moment. They're seeing some miracles and uh, um, seeing some people come to faith. Uh, one story Dave was sharing, Dave McGregor, of a nurse, 60-year-old nurse, and she was in a ward, the person was dying and was afraid. Afraid of death, afraid of the afterlife. And the nurse, Christian nurse said, uh, well, you know what? Um, you can have confidence for the afterlife. 
you can give your life to Jesus if you want. And um, you can say this prayer, because I repeated it so much in church, she knew it off by heart. <laughs> and this lady, dying lady, repeated the prayer. Uh, she passed away. Uh, I don't know exactly how long, a few weeks later maybe, the sister of the lady who passed away came to church and uh, was talking to someone and was talking how she said her sister had passed away and that she had never given her life to the Lord. And then so it was said to her, uh, the nurse said to her, well, no, I was able to lead her in the sinner's prayer and the prayer of commitment before she did that. Isn't that a cool story? Um, and so we're going to say this together. And you might have said it, probably have, before, maybe many times. But if you haven't or you need to say it, there's something in you that's saying, I need to say this again. Uh, let's, let's do that. So we're going to stand up and uh, we'll show it up there. Uh, let's, I'm just going to pray. Lord, I thank you for these people. I thank you that they uh, have gathered here today and we've um, looked at your words of truth. And Holy Spirit, just come, just come, do whatever you want. And if people need to say this for the first time or for a subsequent time, that uh, you anoint that, anoint our lips. Let's say it together. Dear God, I know I'm a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe Jesus Christ is your son. I believe that he died for my sin and that you raised him to life. I want to trust him as my saviour and follow him as Lord from this day forward. Guide my life and help me to do your will. I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Lord bless you. Have a nice piece of cake. Great afternoon. Great week. Amen. Bless you.